0: Welcome to the first episode of Women, Business, and Convo. I'm Alnisa, your host. On today's show, my very first guest is Tracy Vale, who has held a plethora of executive leadership roles with companies like Kaiser, United Health Group, Dignity, and Aetna. And she's here with me today to share some of her strategies and uh, various developmental skills she used to get where she is today. So Tracy, let me start off by saying thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you joining me on my first episode.
1: Yes, I'm humbled and excited to be on your first, so thanks for making
0: me first. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Um, so let me start off by asking you this. How long have you worked in the health insurance capacity, and what do you do now?
1: Well, I've been in health insurance for at least two decades, and in general, uh, in healthcare for about 30 years. Currently, I'm a vice president for what's called clinical transformation for a Fortune 10 uh, health insurance company. I basically lead a regional team that's focused on improving health insurance affordability for consumers. We focus on everything from variations in medical practice that need to be addressed to reduce costs to innovative ways to provide additional benefits at no cost.
0: Okay. Very interesting. Um What would you say women could do working in in a corporate setting? What could they do to optimize or increase their visibility and get those leadership roles they're seeking? Well, there's
1: um, three key actions that work for me that I can share to optimize or increase visibility. And the first one, the most significant one for me personally, was taking risk and stepping outside of my comfort zone, really taking Mm -hmm. some stretch assignments or even what we call committee assignments for certain types of employee committees and teams that normally I was too busy, but I felt like, okay, this executive is asking me to do it. So I would. And, and the second one is really networking within the organization beyond your immediate department or even your geographic location. If I'm in California, I'm networking with people that may even be overseas or across the country, just so mm-hmm. I can have a better understanding of scope and opportunities. And then thirdly, identifying external opportunities that might link you to your own organization or the industry or your personal or professional development. And I can elaborate on a few of those. Uh, First, let me elaborate on um, taking the risk, which was a major career accelerator for me. If you don't raise your hand or need support, you should always have sponsors who are willing to do so for you because initially... I didn't raise my hand, but I had a key sponsor who felt compelled to do so for me. So that was extremely valuable. I was in sales and marketing, and I assumed an interim role in finance, which seems to be total opposite. But Mm -hmm. the finance role not only allowed me to expand my business acumen and showcase another skill set, but it also exposed me to widen my network of of community leaders for, um, for future opportunities. And amazingly, the finance arena was very male-dominated with influential leaders. I gained mm-hmm. visibilities and visibility and additional sponsors who advocated for promotional opportunities for me because of my experience in finance. And I also joined um, the Healthcare Financial Management Association, which not only honed my skills, but allowed me to interact with the organization's finance leaders and also industry leaders informally. And, and later, when I transitioned to the clinical arena, it mm-hmm. allowed me to have um, more experience in all aspects of healthcare for marketability. So that, that's the risk taking that really helped. Uh, secondarily, I mentioned networking beyond your immediately, immediate department. Mm-hmm. Early on, when I was in charge of marketing, I wanted to understand how benefits were designed. And ultimately, I ended up developing relationships with actuaries who are some of the world's greatest mathematicians. Mm -hmm. And when I assumed that finance and operations leadership role that included benefit design, the learnings I gained from the actuaries and the relationships were were very instrumental in designing some of these ideal consumer benefits packages, which catapulted my team and our um, organization to success. And and last but not least, the external Mm -hmm. opportunities that might link to the organization, the industry, or your personal development, these may be invaluable for employees that work from home. So in Mm -hmm. my case, I volunteered for personal reasons for the American Diabetes Association. And eventually, as a volunteer, I became the chair of the board for Greater Los Angeles. And that's a volunteer role, but yet... uh, In addition to engaging leaders externally, uh, internally, I was able to engage leaders because there are initiatives and volunteerism that went on. And I normally would not have interacted or had access to these executives. So my external network, because of the role, included everything from entertainment execs, celebrities, politicians, nonprofits, and it expanded dramatically because of that role. And I still maintain a number of these relationships to this day although that was not my intent when I was initial bol- volunteering, it just ex- mm-hmm. expanded to something bigger than that. So you can formally approach it in a way that makes sense for you. But for me, it it opened doors that I never would have
0: thought of. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. Very interesting. Lots and lots of great opport- uh, uh, development skills you've provided. I do hope that my listeners are have, has their notebook and pen out and taking studious notes because these are great, great uh, developmental skills that you can apply to your own career journeys. Um, when you mentioned about networking and for those that tend to work from home or are not as savvy at those business functions outside of the work hours, what would you think, what would be a great elevator pitch so to speak when at those functions?
1: Yeah, I think you have to uh, almost icebreakers. About-
0: mm-hmm. Sure.
1: Well, I think mm-hmm. uh, you have to think of commercials on TV. How they're thirty seconds or a minute, and they mm-hmm. put a lot of information in in them. So you almost need to practice this. I used to do it in front of the mirror because okay. I wasn't always so comfortable having to go to these cocktail parties and. I even was overseas mm-hmm. where some people, you know, may not even spoke in English. So it was a little uncomfortable for me. So okay. I practice in front of the mirror, thinking about if, if I were an ad on TV, what would I tell people? So when you think of it that way, it's easier and you might need an icebreaker. I know mm-hmm. for me, I was probably one of the uh, people in the room that stood out because I'm an African-American tall female. And sometimes mm-hmm. people who had not seen me in person Um, would literally be surprised to see who I was. So one of the icebreakers I started with was, um, oh, you're staring because I'm tall and they would always kind of laugh about that. So it kind of broke the ice, but you really need to figure out for yourself, what, what is my ad, my 30 second or my one minute ad and think about what attributes do you want to get across? I have been, I'm a seasoned healthcare executive with strategic insights, whatever it is you need to say, You need Mm -hmm. to really think of it as an ad. What is it that I want to get across? The one thing, or you know, you can't do everything, you can't boil the ocean. So, (laughs) the one thing you want to get across. So, that's what I would say. And it's okay to practice and practice and
0: practice. Okay. Practice and preparedness will really set Mm -hmm. you up for the best outcome. And those uh, after work, happy hour types of things, or Mm -hmm. um, team building events with colleagues. So let me move on and ask you this, and this is something I'm very interested about. How much, of a, how much of a part do you feel mentors or sponsors play in your career success or your ability to move forward within any organization?
1: Well, mentors and sponsors play a major role in career success. For me, it was the sponsors that made the difference. And early in my career, I, was, I felt like I was on the top of my game, but yet individuals with significantly less impact impact and contribution to the organization were being promoted and I couldn't figure out what why they were promoted and I was not since I was the top you know performer and it was not until I went back to school for my in my MBA that I realized the importance of sponsors not just mentors and going back and kind of doing a case study on on mm-hmm. that time in my life early in my career I look back and I realized those uh folks that were being promoted with less uh, impact than I or less skills than I, um, they all had sponsors and I did not. And Mm -hmm. in that environment that I was in, that's what made the difference. Um, And early in my career, I landed positions without sponsors. However, Mm -hmm. once I was inside the organization, even when I was number one performer or revenue contributor or, or number one in terms of other key performance indicators, I was challenged after that first promotion in those organizations. Once I understood three key things, and that is performance, excellence, and hard work may not be enough. And tooting your own horn may not also be sufficient. And when the scope or budget for a particular position was significant, decisions for promotions to these higher level positions, sponsors played played a pivotal role, so I needed to figure that out. So henceforth, I consistently included sponsors in my career planning. And when I was no longer promotable, despite a stellar track record and sponsors advocacy, I knew it was time for me to move on. And sometimes it might have been a lateral move. Mm -hmm. And I made sure I didn't stay in that space too long, but I knew it was time to move on. And a decade later, uh, one of the senior vice presidents who was a sponsor disclosed the battle over landing me my first sales managerial role and I was stunned because Mm -hmm. um, the role that I was in for sales allowed me to break company records and develop this reputation that landed me my next uh, director role with a former colleague at a totally different company. And in another case, a promotion to a hospital vice president would not have occurred without the CEO sponsorship despite my stellar track records. And uh ironically several job offers were influenced by recommendations from my key sponsors so getting in is one thing but consistent promotability is never guaranteed anyway uh mm-hmm. regardless of of stellar performance so sponsors can really help advocate for you
0: okay awesome awesome so having that performance horsepower is just not simply enough mm-hmm. and in the corporate space you actually have to have these sponsors that sit at the table that can possibly champion for you and get you in the place where you want to be. So yeah, I totally agree. And you don't have to, but it's one of those, it helps.
1: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if you don't, it may be detriment um, depending on your organization's culture. So it's Mm -hmm. very helpful to have. So I would rather um, have than have not.
0: (laughs) Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, What would you say your personal framework was For developing your specific leadership qualities that led you to where you are today in your career?
1: I think the most critical thing for developing leadership qualities is really self-awareness, being aware of your strengths and weaknesses, and developing a formal action plan is really critical. You can't just say, I need to enhance X, Y, Z. You truly have to develop your own plan and you can't wait for performance reviews and others to mm-hmm. weigh in on it. And it's helpful to get other people's insights, but you really have to own it and commit to it. Um, for example, public speaking is a critical success factor for a leader. So in addition to leveraging company resources and training, A variety of free tools exist, everything from TED Talks to Toastmasters to YouTube videos and even Mm -hmm. participating in industry conferences, which early in my career I couldn't afford, so I volunteered. Uh, Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford to pay the fee, and I was at organizations that didn't do that initially. So you find a way or make a way, and these tools and others really helped me to hone my skills in the public speaking arena. And ensuring I remain true to myself with integrity and authenticity remains an important leadership quality for me. Specifically, I grew up in Atlanta and moved to several major cities, including Boston and Los Angeles. And Mm -hmm. I evaluated taking speech classes to eliminate my Southern accent. But uh, I decided not to proceed. uh, And interestingly, when I was tapped to be a media spokesperson, or this hospital closure which is not a job i would wish on anyone um but i it led to other media spokes uh spokesperson mm-hmm. roles one of the selection factors that the pr experts chose me outside of just the optics was just mm-hmm. the accent and the authenticity and sincerity that they noted played well across the country so that was fascinating to me that this accent and this authentic person that i am Uh, ended up being a true asset in terms of public relations and media for me. So that, that I would say is just finding what works well for you and honing in on it and what doesn't work well. I felt like I needed more financial acumen. So that's why Mm -hmm. I took the finance role. It's not the favorite thing that I want to do, but it really was an area of development that I know I needed to um, make sure I felt comfortable doing. So that's why I took the took on the finance role, so uh, I kind of was able to address that for myself personally and it, it's done uh, a lot for me in terms of my operational expertise
0: okay and and Tracy what would you what type of advice career advice would you give the twenty one year old or your twenty one year old self oh wow, well, I have <laughs> to write a book, and I know there are books on this but <laughs> The
1: one thing I would say is just be fearless in advocating for your just due, whether it's pay equity or promotions, I tend to let that go on too long and I should have tried to address it up front. And don't think keeping your head down, I would work feverishly and exceed goals. You can't do enough of that and assume Mm -hmm. people are going to give you your due. You've got to go for what you deserve. Market your worth as thoroughly as uh, you would market the company's brand or product, but Mm -hmm. don't compromise on work and without focusing somewhat on your health and wellness, because you can overdo it with your focus on work. And I think early in my career, I was so intense that Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily take the benefit of making exercise a part of my life, like brushing my teeth. It should have been even 10 minutes a day, but I at times negated that part of my life and so that's one of the things that i i you can go back and regret or you can do something about it but that's what i would tell my 21 year old self and finally don't wait too long to make a move when you've reached the dead end or you get to a point where you're not enjoying the work or the environment because life is really really too short so that's what i would say um
0: to okay. my 21 year old self which sounds like great advice so, Tracy, thank you so much for joining me today. And to the listeners, I just want to let you know that Tracy just dropped a ton of gems on us. And just a, she just she's given us really a, a great recipe for marrying together authenticity and taking risks and marketing our worth. And you know, not just sitting with her, or having that head in the sand type of mentality, but actually getting out there and networking and um, showcasing our skill sets and. Reaching those that that will reach those key people. So I really, really, really am happy that you were able to join me today and I appreciate your time. Well, thank you for making me first. I really appreciate it. And best of luck to you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy. (laughs) Until next time. Thank you.